Good morning. I can't see you because of lights, but will you stand with me?
Nice job. All right, you all may take a seat. Hi, my name is Jason. I have a, got a hitchhiker with me today. You want to say something? No? All right, well, that was a good word from the Lord there, right? Well, welcome, everybody. Uh, anybody that's home watching, we welcome you here. Uh, I do want to say it's it's been nice knowing you all, but uh, Kevin, you you were born in Key West, right? Does it ever get this cold there? All right, well, so Kevin and I are on the next boat south, and uh, I'll be back next summer to see you all. No, it's been good, but it is great to have you all, and it is a definite season of change in many ways here, and we'll talk about that more as the as the uh, service goes on. But I just want to say welcome everybody, and. Let's just enjoy a great day in the Lord, as I really believe he's got some great things to say. Uh, I, I was a school teacher for a while, and you all uh, you like to add in little lessons. I'll give you a little lesson right now. Today's Halloween. I'm really surprised, Ken, you didn't come in your costume that you had picked out. But uh, anyway, this is All Hallows' Even, is what it was named after. The Eve of All Saints' Day, as we remember those who came before us, those who set examples for us. So do something a little different on this Halloween as we sit here, gathered in the name of Jesus. Remember those that came before you that taught you about the Lord. Who's that person that really influenced you that said, hey, there's a better way. There's a, there's a way that doesn't make sense in the, in the ways of this world that will change things not just today, but tomorrow and forever. So let's celebrate this Halloween. You know, I know you all are big trick-or-treaters. You'll be out tonight. But before you get to that point, let's thank Jesus on this eve of All Saints Day. Thank him for the saints that came before before us, that taught us about just the great name of Jesus. All right. We got some good stuff coming, right? All right. Let's join in worship this morning. Will you stand with me? Jason, you had him sit down. Come on, man. False hope, right? Sing with me. You are good, you are good When there's nothing good in me You are love, you are love On display for all to see You are light, you are light When the darkness closes in You are hope, you are hope You have covered all my sins You are peace, you are peace, when my fear is crippling. You are true, you are true, even in my wandering. You are joy, you are joy, you're the reason that I see. You are life, you are life, and you death has lost its sting. And oh, I'm running to your arms, I'm running to your arms, the riches of your love will always be enough, nothing compares to your embrace, light of the world forever reign, and you are more.
My heart will sing the name of Jesus. My heart will sing no other name. Jesus, Jesus. My heart will sing no other name. Jesus, Jesus. My heart will sing no other name.
I invite you to go ahead and move into a posture of prayer as we are transitioning from a singing time of worship to a praying time of worship. My name is Tim. I'm one of the pastors here. It's been several months since I've been here in the room, but with COVID cases in Florida coming down and a recent visit to my doctor uh, telling me that it's okay to get back out a little bit, uh, I'm glad to be back with you. Just want to let you know, those of you that are here in the room, it has been great over these months to worship with you. We've got a three-camera setup going on, and so even though I can't see you, I worship with you as you are raising your hands, as you're moving to the beat of the song, as you sing. It's been great to be with you. So let's transition into our time of prayer. Father, thank you for providing this place where we can come, we can gather, we can encounter you, and our lives can be changed. God, as we're talking about in in this sermon series, we see your kingdom breaking in all around us, and, and you use us in strange and odd ways at times to bring your kingdom here to Port Orange, Central Florida, and around the world. God, as I think about uh, All Saints Day tomorrow, I think of uh, missionaries that are serving around the world today um, that are bringing your kingdom, and I pray for them, uh, whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening where they are, that you'll be with them, that you'll bless them, that you'll encourage them in their work. Lord, we know people that are sick We know people that have attended funerals recently. And God, we just pray that you'll continue to be close to those folks. If we're able to be your presence in their lives, help us take the step and do that. If we're not physically close enough to be your presence, we pray that Christians that are near them will step in and be the presence of Jesus to those who are hurting. Lord, we thank you for what you've done. As we've just sung, your your name is a beautiful name. We run into your arms. I just typed for those that were worshiping online. It reminds me of when my daughter was little and I would come home at the end of a work day and she would run across the room screaming, Daddy, and jump into my arms. God, let us encounter you like that with the faith of a child. Lord, as we continue in this worship service this morning, I pray that you will be present for us and that we will be changed by our encounter with you. For it is in that wonderful name of Jesus we pray by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so now we're transitioning again into a time of passing of the peace. So for those of you that are worshiping online, tag someone, say hello, wish them that the peace of the Lord will be present with them. And here in the room, greet one another with a wave, uh, get within six feet and say hello, uh, whatever you need to do. But uh, pass the peace of the Lord. May the peace of Christ be with you.
I just didn't have it with me. Hey, everyone. Sorry about that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Garen. I'm one of the pastors here. And uh, man, it's good to see you. It's good to see you here. I love those mugs. How you doing? Your faces look good to me. Um, I have a couple of announcements that I want to make. And so let's get right to it. Upcoming events. November 14th. Let me take a second to tell you about this. Um, Danny uh, is not going to be able to do his jump through the fire like we thought. He's had a, a previous engagement. Uh, apparently they want him elsewhere in the world, so he's jetting over to do his miraculous um, motorcycle fire ring jumping thing for them. I know. I'm disappointed. But we still have hope that Jason will do his interpretive dance with his onesie on. So there's still hope for a great day. But let me tell you about what's going on. I'm so thankful for Debbie and Jim who are helping spearhead meals that are going to be provided for you. It is free to you. If you're online and you've been in town and worshiping with us online, we'd love to have you here in person November 14th. And there are two ways that you can order uh, a lunch that we're going to provide for you. The first one is we have some paper order forms in the back and you can go fill them out. Now, it's one per person. And so if you have a family of three, you're going to need to fill out three cards. So please keep that in mind. The other way is you can go to you can go online to pionaz.church slash mortgage. And the original title is Mortgage Burning Celebration, but that was too long to type in. So just type in mortgage. But when you go there, you'll see a button that it says click here to register. And it is a super easy Four-question thing, what kind of bread do you want? What kind of meat do you want? Do you want cheese or not? And what kind? It's very fast, very easy. You can even, if I'm boring you right now, hop on your phone right now and go ahead and register for your meal, register for your kids. But you can do that very simply. We also have two kiosks in the back with iPads that we can help you if you say, I'll just take care of it as soon as service is over, and we can help make sure that you get registered the way you need to. So that's the first one. Second thing that we need to talk about Waverly, I'm so thankful that you've been giving. Today is our last day to be giving our good neighbor offering to Waverly, Tennessee. They were hit about eight weeks ago with a catastrophic flood, something that um, they've never had the likes of before. And so we have the opportunity to help. And so hopefully this week we'll be sending them a check, just a love offering to them. And I'm thankful that we have been able to help. Last week, I don't know if you remember, I showed you I condensed 12 minutes down so you could see how quickly it went from seeing the grass on the ground to cars floating away in 12 minutes. This was not a normal occurrence. And they need our help, and I'm thankful that we are a church that believes in helping others. And so you can still give. If you have a check that you want to write, you can just put GNO for Good Neighbor Offering, or you can put Waverly. If you want to go online, you can give and just select Good Neighbor Offering. And we'll be sure to get them the help that they need. And the last thing I want to talk about is Advent, I believe. Yeah. So I'm super excited about this starting November 28th, right after Thanksgiving. Boom! Advent season, which is the season of preparation and waiting as we head toward Christmas. And we want to prepare our hearts to receive the baby Jesus, the Christ King, well. And so we're going to be doing a month-long study throughout um, November 28th till December 24th. And I encourage you to grab a book. They're $10 or you can get two for 15. So maybe you and a buddy say, hey, let's go in together and save some money. Hey, we don't care. Perfect. Um, we've already had about 12 that are taken. We've got about 18 more and we can order more if we need. But 
all that to say, uh, get them when you're ready. If you want to share with your significant other, that's fine. If you want your own because they highlight the wrong things, that's what Jen and I do. Um, so that's it. I think, is that the last one for me? That's it. And so I don't know what's next. I, I literally need to, oh, it's Sherry. Uh, just flip it up. Yeah, the lights just not. Okay, anybody doesn't know me, my name is Sherry. I'm the church treasurer, and this year I get the privilege to honor our pastor. So I can get Tim, Jason, and Jeremy to come up. There's three that are in here. Uh, October is Pastor Vacation Month, and this is just a small token for the church to tell our pastors we really think of all year round, but especially this month. Come on, guys. I'm giving Garen Jen because Jen gets to spend time with the little ones. Um, lucky her. So if you get a chance, go over visit Jen. Tell her hi. Thank you. Jason, we appreciate everything you guys do for us throughout the year, not just October. But we know you guys are busy. Um, so thank you. And anybody who would like to serve on the pastor care committee, just come see me. I have plans that I need some help. So there are things we can do to show them our appreciation on Thank you, guys. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, I'm not the only one forgetting. (laughs) Well, welcome to church, right? (laughs) Oh, this is a, I know why I forgot. You ever have a least favorite part of church? Well, that's talking about money in church, right? Hey, let's give it off. No, I'm least favorite. No, I hate talking about money in church. But there's, there's. Hey, at least someone's honest around here. I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, uh, but money is something that we don't like to talk about in church. I hate it. Uh, actually, the last church I pastored. I was telling him, I just cut an offering altogether. And people ask me, like, oh, there's a basket in the back. But a lot of that comes because people think money is evil. People like to quote a non-scripture that they think is scripture that uh, money is the root of all evil. Money's not evil. Money is a wonderful tool that God has given us. Just like buildings and, and cars and I don't know, ponytails, whatever else you have. I don't know. But so in this offering time, I just want to pray with you that God takes us and our tools that he's given us. The parable of the talents is one of my favorite parables because it helps us to get past that whole money thing and just see that God has given us gifts and tools and all kinds of cool stuff and all kinds of stuff that you told have been told that don't belong in church. They're all good things that God has given you. What has God given you that is bad? I can't think of one thing. Everything can be used to his glory. So as we come to a time of offering, let's pray together that we understand what it really means to be in communion with him. Understand what it means to take the lovely things. Sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's other stuff. 
and just use it for His glory. Let's pray together. Father, speak to us today as we seek You, as we really want to know You, as the best things that have ever come have come from You, that we might understand truly what it means to take the gifts that You've given us and use them for Your glory. God, i got to admit, there's uh, been very few really great moments in my life outside of communion with you. Outside of you taking me down paths that I never wanted to go down. Outside of you using me in ways I never wanted to be used. There haven't been many good times, and those times had been the greatest. So, Father, take our talents, our time, the tools we have, like money, Take those things, multiply them, and just make this place more of what you want it to be. We praise you, Father, in your name. Amen. I'm just a florist. Got a small shop. Nothing special. Silly way to spend your life, I guess, fussing with a bunch of flowers. Sometimes I wish I was good at something else. I don't know, a doctor or a missionary. Someone who really helps people. But I do love flowers. I always had an act for it. So I do my best to make them beautiful for people. But I know flowers can't change the world. I know I don't make much of a difference. I'm just a florist. that good? Well, today is a little different than most Sundays in that you can 
see, we're going to have a couple of guests with us, and uh, so I'm, I'm hoping most of them are here. If not, uh, that, that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll cover for them. But before we do, I want to just read a quick scripture in Matthew chapter 13. So if you, ever, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there, or you can turn on your uh, electronic platform, or you can just listen. So Matthew 13, there are four or five parables that Jesus talks about, and all of them are related to the kingdom of heaven. You've got the the farmer who scatters seeds. You've got uh, the parable of the wheat and the weeds, the parable of the mustard seed, the parable of the yeast, the parable of the hidden treasure, and the parable of the pearl, the parable of the fishing nets. And all of them, Jesus says things like, the kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of heaven is like. And so Matthew 13 really gives us a, a great snapshot of some of the things that, are, that revolve around the kingdom of heaven. So I'm just going to read one of the parables to you, and then I'm going to invite my guests up. And um, Jason, I may need you to grab all the other mics just so that we have them all. Oh, he's already doing it. I'm going to start with verse 24. We're going to read the parable of the wheat and the weeds. Here's another story Jesus told. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seeds in his field. But that night as the workers slept, his enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat, then slipped away. When the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. The farmer's workers went to him and said, Sir, the fields where you planted that good seed is full of weeds. Where did they come from? An enemy has done this, the farmer exclaimed. Well, should we pull out the weeds? They asked. No, he replied. You'll uproot the wheat if you do it. Let both grow together until the harvest, and then I will tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds, tie them into bundles, and burn them. And to put the wheat in the barn. Jesus, I pray that as we talk a little bit about your kingdom, as we conclude a series on your kingdom, and honestly, the past six months talking about your kingdom, as we've been working through the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus, I pray that you will, through the power of your Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts in our minds in ways that, well, in ways that my words never can because my words will always fall short to your spirit. So I, I yield to you and I pray that your spirit will be sensed and that hearts will be changed today because of what is said and what is shared in the next few minutes. We love you, God. Amen. So we've been talking about this kingdom of heaven and I have been asking you for a month, send me pictures of these snapshots of the kingdom that have been happening in your life. And so a lot of you sent pictures, a lot of you sent, well, a lot of pictures, and I want to invite a few people up just to kind of share, this is what the snapshot of the kingdom of heaven looks like in my life right now. It's not the only snapshot in my life, but it's one of them. And some of them feel very church ease Christian ease. Some of them you're like, well, yeah, of course that's ministry. And others of them you're going to see really tie into passions and hobbies and likes. And yet 
all of it can be leveraged for the kingdom of heaven when we have this mindset that all things are to be given over and surrendered to God, and then we use them to advance his kingdom here on earth. So um, I haven't even told everyone that this is what I was going to do, but I'm going to call you up, Ken, uh, Jason, uh, who, who else? Uh, Chrissy, Jim, Jim, if you wouldn't mind coming up for the workday. Uh, Marilyn, there was a picture of you. Is there anyone that I'm missing? Uh, Marilyn. Two Marilyns, two Jims. This is going to be easy. Just say one of their names and, and people come. So I'm going to invite you to sit. I'm going to ask uh, Jim, if you wouldn't mind sitting here. And the reason is we're going to have a little picture box here, and I want to be sure I have someone tall that it, okay. your face can be seen over it. Okay. Everyone else, come sit wherever you want. You need help out? <laughs> so you, you can either take a step up here or you can walk around and take a step up there. Mm, this is unplanned, impromptu. Only like two of these people knew I was going to be doing this. But I figured sometimes it's, you know, it's not as easy when it's just two people up here as when it's a bunch of us up here. And so I thought, you know, maybe it'd be better if we did it this way. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. So what I did was I asked these people, and there's a green mic somewhere. Yeah. All right. So. I'm going to put one of these down there and maybe have y'all share those two up there. And so what I did was I, I just sent these people um, some questions and, and asked them four things. said, I just want you to think about these things and maybe tell me um, one or two of the things that come to mind when we talk about this. But before we do, I want to show you just some snapshots of what these people have been doing to advance the kingdom of heaven. So if we can uh, pop that first video. is the case with technology. I had an iPad that was going to run everything and um, it's not working. So I'm going to trust you, um, uh, Kimmy, to kind of lead us. So in a second, I'm going to have you put up a picture and then we'll figure out who we need to to talk to. But this is what I asked these people because they submitted these pictures and they said, this is where I see the kingdom of God in the world around me today. And I I simply said, hey, tell me what's happening in the picture. How do you see this as a snapshot of God's kingdom? And if applicable, 
how can others join in? Because there are some things happening up there that you can't just decide, hey, I'm going to do that too. And then there are others that absolutely people can join in immediately. And then uh, do you have any suggestions or words of encouragement for others to find their passion or their place in serving in God's kingdom? So those were the questions that I asked them. And we're not going to ask all of them to each of them because we don't have that kind of time. And, uh, and I want to respect um, your Sunday morning. But uh, uh, Kimmy, throw us up one. All right. Hey, Jim, let's grab, hand Jim like this is a picture of Jim. And he is at our, well, I'll let you tell. Go ahead. Isn't that a good picture? Anyway, uh, yeah, this ugly me here, but, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're, me and, uh, I shouldn't say the me, but, you know, Chuck and uh, over there and uh, Mark, we've been trying to keep the place nice, trimming trees and pulling up weeds and planting things and whatever. So is it just that one picture there? Or? Yeah, I think that's all that I have in the slides. Thing. Yeah, so we've been doing a lot of trimming out out there in front. So, yeah, and uh, I guess it it does me good to know that I'm doing you know at least a little part of something for the kingdom. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There are a group of three to four. They probably would like it if it were a group of seven or eight that meet the second. Saturday of every month. Yeah, we could use some help. Yeah. There is a lot to do around this place. There, there is. If you have a green thumb, maybe it'd be the type of thing you're like, hey, you know what? Once a month, I could give two or three hours. Um, my thumbs are brown, and you do not want me to touch anything that you want to keep alive. And so uh, I, I usually am doing something else, getting ready for the service. But uh, yeah, let, let's show the next one. Oh, there was one more. That's that's Mark. Uh, I'm telling you all, there is so much. You come into our property and it looks really nice and you kind of forget that this is Florida and it gets overgrown very quickly if you don't have people to stay on top of it. So this this group, they're awesome. So. All right, Kimmy. All right. Let's let's skip over to Chrissy. Um, Tell us. Tell us your kingdom snapshot. That's right. There you go. Thank you. Hi, I'm Chrissy, and um, I head up the ministry for Feeding the Homeless, and um, I've been doing that for uh, since 2011, and uh, we feed anywhere between 150 to 250 people. Uh, We just do it once a month. We're the fourth Friday of every month, so, um, and for me... It started uh, when I put my son in preschool. He was four, and I was, it was like every single day that I got in the car, God put this song on, literally that like, it was like he was bonking me in the head saying, you know, you need to find something to do to serve me. And um, so and I just, I'm just going to read the one chorus of the song because it really, it's really what made me go out and find something, you know, to serve him. So um, it was called I Refuse, and the chorus said, um, I don't want to live like I don't care. I don't want to say another empty prayer. Oh, I refuse to sit around and wait for someone else to do what God has told me to do myself. Oh, I could choose not to move, but I refuse. 
So I was nervous, you know, about what I, what was I going to do? And, um, but the homeless, um, thing was calling to me and I just went in not knowing anybody and, uh, asked if I could help. And it started from there. And then, um, an opening came up and the church got to join. And so I would love to have more people also. And, uh, it's been, it's a wonderful experience and really makes you feel good. And so, That's awesome. Yeah, and Tim, the song is I Refuse. If you want to, I know you link a lot of things, and it's by Josh Wilson. Josh Wilson, yeah. Yeah. I even had the youth band learn it. This was, you know, a bajillion years ago, but the youth band at the time um, learned the song and played it one time. I don't know if you remember, Justin was in the band. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he did it. That was a long time ago. (laughs) Uh, Hey, if you want to hear that song, Tim's going to put a link on it so you can go back and watch our service again or skip to this part, and you could see where Tim tags it. Uh, Let's keep going. All right, let's keep going. Oh, that's the manager. Sorry, that's the manager. (laughs) All right, Jim. This this is the one where I was like, not everyone can just jump in and do what everyone else does. Well, I'll tell you a little bit about this picture. When I was 10 years old, That's awesome. And if you have a kid that's, is it 11 through 17? It's 8 through 17. 8 through 17. They don't have to be a part of any club or anything. They can just talk to Jim after the service. He'll give you the website and you, you can sign your oh, kids up. Oh, you're an adult. I want to increase your prayer life. <laughs> <laughs> Come on up with me. I can work on that. <laughs> yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. I'm the prayer I am today because of Jim. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was amazing. All right. What's the next one we have, Kimmy? Oh, this is Miss Marilyn. 
Marilyn number one, we'll call you. Uh, Marilyn, uh, tell us a little bit about your picture. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm writing something down that I don't want to forget. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, Marilyn, number two. Tell us about this one real fast, and then we'll get to the other thing. Absolutely. And then, Kimmy, we have that second video. I wanted them to see this is this is something that happens every week in this space while y'all are off doing boring adult stuff. from one-year-olds up in this, yeah, yeah, do you want to give a quick, quick plug about that? Yes, this preschool has over 100 children enrolled right now, your preschool, right beginnings, Christian preschool. Um, I'm supposed to be retired from the preschool, but you know what, my heart's still here, and I'm doing, I just want to help our church family. Realize and help you connect with the ministry of our preschool. One of my burdens for the preschool is the families, the parents. There are parents that bring their children here that do not know Jesus. They don't have a relationship with the Lord. And Jesus said, let the children come. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God is for the people, for those who are like these children. And Miss Susie and her staff are welcoming children into this building every week. One another does it. That's going to do a lot of Jesus when we walk in his name. Yeah, it does. It does. Hey, let's see another one real fast. Oh, this is Ken. Here you go. This is us trying to play disc golf. You may have the wrong impression, so I want to start with the truth and advertising disclaimer. 
I am not now, nor have I ever been, a good disc golfer. That is not And that at, is age, not true. At, at age 81, the chances of me, of me becoming one range from zero on down. So now I've gotten the disclaimer out of the way. But what I've tried to do in playing disc golf is we've tried to develop an inviting, accepting, encouraging, and thinking and learning environment, which sounds an awful lot like the church is supposed to be. And so if, if you would like to join us, we'd love to have you. And this is a good way to get outside, get some exercise. And even if you don't want to play, if you would just like to observe and come along and walk with us, we meet our group, not all of us each day, but we meet uh, Monday through Saturday, about 9.30 to 10 is when we usually start. We play at uh, Reed Canal Park in South Daytona. So you're, you're absolutely welcome to come. We'd love to have you. Uh, and if you don't know where Reed Canal Park is or you don't know where to park when you get there, just see me after the service and I'll be glad to share that information with you. Yeah. Thank you. yeah. Awesome. Uh, Kimmy, what else you got? Oh, there might be another picture. That's us uh, celebrating how close the shot was. Uh, hey, Jason, you want to talk about this one? Oh, that's a great question to ask Ken after the service. Okay. He was asking about equipment, but I, there may be a couple of you that want to know, so I'm going to let Ken field all that at one time. Just as a rebuttal to Ken, uh, I doubt if he's going to be in the top 1% of people in the 80-plus category at disc golf. He embarrasses me quite a bit at how good oh. he is. His worst game I would die to have as my best yes. game. So this is me up the bat right here. Last week, no. So this is my, my son, Finn. I, uh, I spent a lot of time in life playing baseball and coaching. And um, actually some of my church bosses overseas, as I was planning churches, using baseball as a tool, they told me I needed to get more serious. And so eventually I stopped working for them because I didn't believe in what they wanted. And so when we came to Finn's draft uh, a couple months ago for the nine-year-olds, they said, hey, we need another coach. And my wife gave me that look. I was like, oh, man. So I thought, well, Lord, you put things in our path so that we can. All things are good things done in your name, God. And uh, I've had time in my life coaching this team, the absolute worst team in the league. Uh, we, we do score a run once in a while. But we've been, we've been making uh, relationships, a lot of relationships. And uh, families have experienced death. And been able to just be there in the name of Christ. Other people with other things. Uh, it's just, I don't want to go off too much on the things that, that I do, Garen. Yeah. I just want to say, when God gives you things, all things are good. And do those things to serve him. And baseball is one thing. I want to say about Ken. You, uh, you, you've introduced us to a lot of people. And a really good friendship is coming out of one of those relationships that you introduced us to at Disc Golf. A young guy who's had some real physical and emotional pain. And uh, this last week, our families were able to get together. So you doing what you love and inviting others in in the name of Jesus, I, I promise you this is going to lead to more people coming to Christ. So I want to I thank you for your faithfulness and uh, the love that you are showing publicly out there in a, in a non-church, typical church environment. 
It is definitely a place of worship for you when you're out there, I can tell. So thank you for that. Yeah. Amen. Uh, do we have any? Oh. So Ray and Danny are both out today, and so I'm going to do my best to kind of explain a couple of things. And I think we have a couple of shots. But this is, so we have Celebrate Recovery, and every week we'll have anywhere from 15 to 45 people here. And then in worship services, I think the last one was, Angela, what, a tip over around 80 85, I mean, there are a lot of people that come to this. And one of the special divisions of Celebrate Recovery is called Broken Chains, and it is geared specifically towards bikers. And so um, Ray and Danny really spearhead this up for our church, and they go out. They were out during Bike Week and Biketoberfest and all that kind of stuff, and they just go out, and they're just Jesus in the midst. And they and they they hand out little prayer towels and they pray with people and then they go along their way and they just are planting seeds. And so it's really a cool thing. We have a lot of bikers in our church. And, um, and then this one was um, Jason scaring me to death, taking me down during Biketober week. And, it, and not because of the people. It's because if you remember that movie, P.B. Herman's Big Adventure, where he taps on one of the motorcycles and they go ding, 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 ding. And I was like, I'm going to bump into one of these and I'm going to get killed over knocking over 30 motorcycles in a row. So, and uh, you, you can't see the drinks in his hands either. So. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Uh, and then uh, I think this is the last one. I want you to talk a little bit just about where you're going in the near future. So this is a... Uh... This was a weird one. So after, you know, I, I moved to Florida primarily, or first, first of all, because I used to live in Haiti and I'm starting a new nonprofit to work in Haiti. And not long after moving here, we had the earthquake there. And so you all gathered up like a, a crazy amount of stuff to send down tents, money, all kinds of things, got down there and said, God, uh, You've put together everything perfectly to take a whole truckload down. We met a Haitian guy. Actually, some Haitians in Haiti contacted me and said, Hey, there's a guy in Fort Lauderdale that will ship all your stuff for free. Got down there and uh, that first uh, got interviewed by Haitian radio television. And so I uh, told my buddies down there that this was the start of my Haitian political career. <laughs> but I, I, I conveniently I mean, forgot I about the assassination and yeah. stuff. So maybe I'm going to back out on that one. Yeah. But just to say that God takes the worst situations and can connect us to people through that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, will you thank my friends? Will you thank them? Thank you all. You can come back. So this snapshot of the kingdom. Thank you, Miss Janice, for the use of your pen. I was just... I'm just amazed that, and, and there are more of you that are doing things. Um, and there are more of, you, more of us that need to be doing more things. Uh, so it's both ways. But um, I was just jotting down, man, there were some great thoughts and phrases around, uh, around this, these semicircles. I want to pick up with Scripture and finish, read, finish the um, parable. So Jesus tells this parable and he finishes and then he tells one, two more parables. And then the disciples are like, wait, 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 go, go back and explain that weeds and wheat thing again. 
I'm not sure that I understand it. And so Jesus actually circles back around and explains the parable of the wheat and the wheat that I read to you earlier. And he says this. The son of man is the farmer who plants the good seeds. The field is the world. And the good seed. Now, in one of his previous parables in the first part of the chapter the the seed is the word of god that is supposed to go to everywhere however it's interesting in this parable that he follows right up he says this the field is the world and the good seed represents the people of the kingdom what if our lives are here so that we can be a seed in a field that needs a little more Jesus. I feel like for too long the church has said, well, the seed is the word. And so if we get them into the church, the pastor's job is to present the word. And yeah, that is part of my job. But honestly, that's not what this parable is about. This parable is about Jesus saying, you are the seed. Reminds me of Matthew 5 when he says, you are the light, you are salt. Jesus, in other places, says he is the light, he is the salt. And so, if we are joined with Jesus, if we are living on mission with Jesus, if we are ushering in this kingdom of heaven that Jesus himself proclaims, the kingdom of heaven is come, then we have to remember that we are the seeds. And everything we do is to put us in the soil that God has cast us into and we are to grow into what God has for us. And it's not not about having a degree. It's not about how well you read the Bible. It's not about your interpretation. It's about are you going to be Jesus wherever you're planted? I sat there and, and, you know... You know, I, I, Chrissy's like, I just had to do something. I, I think that there are times when as seeds, we just sense, i got to do something. There, there, there's just got to be more than what I'm doing here and now. There's got to be more than just my circle of what happens to me and my family. And I'm putting words into your mouth, but that's how I felt when you were saying that. There's got to be something more than just internal focus. And then the song that kept going through her, her mind and, and coming on the radio is, I refuse to let other people do what God's called me to do. I think of Jim, who not all of us are, are airplane pilots. As a matter of fact, a very small percentage of us are. <laughs> I'm guessing a very, very, very small percentage. However, what I love about what Jim said is, He took what he loves and he sanctified it and he consecrated it. And he said, God, I'm going to fly and part of my flying involves looking for ways to leverage my talent and my passion for you. I can't imagine how you must have felt when that missionary came back and said, I'm a missionary now and you gave me my first flight. 
What if a 20-minute airplane trip with Jim just doing what he's passionate about changed an entire population in a certain area of the world because Jim was obedient? Not just obedient, but Jim was leveraging what he loved for the kingdom. I think a lot of times we think, well, if it's a church thing, it's probably not going to be much fun. I've got my fun stuff and my passions and my hobbies, and then I've got church stuff. No, the kingdom of heaven is a both and, and it only works well when it's a both and. I thought about Marilyn. If, if I don't pull those weeds, who will? They, they don't even have their blinds open. They don't even necessarily know I'm doing it. And I thought, there are a lot of us that have been a seed in soil for a long time and you feel like nothing is changing around me. I want you to hear today that God sees you and God has planted you exactly where he wants you. And it's not your job to convert the weeds into wheat. It's just your job to be where God puts you, whether anybody sees it or not. Thought about Marilyn. You don't retire from ministry. She may have retired from the preschool, but she hasn't retired from ministry. And her passion is the preschool. And so even though she's only coming back a very small amount helping with the preschool, it's still her passion. And so she's still connects with it because you don't retire from the kingdom of heaven. Jim, doing what he's good at. I am not good at that. You get me around a power tool and everyone needs to watch their digits because something is going to get cut off. And yet Jim and Chuck and Mark and Tim, they, they're like ninjas out in the field. You, do, you just do what you're good at and you use it for the kingdom of heaven. I, I love Ken, the heart and mind. So we, it's a holistic thing. Um, I, I met with the guy that, that Jason was talking about. He, was, he, said, he said, I was at a really low point and I decided I had to get out of the house to kind of shake this off. And he said, I was determined. He said, I told myself, I'm going to go to the park and the first person I see I'm going to say, can I play disc golf with you? Guess who the first person he saw was? It was Ken and his brother. And they've been playing ever since. And because of Ken's obedience and Ken doing what he loves and his consistency in being there, he happened to be there right when another person in need happened to be there. And God did what God did. It's not that Ken had to do anything extra. Ken was just being Ken and leveraging the passions that he has for the kingdom because he understood that he is the seed. And that's where God is planting him right now. And who knows what's going to come out of it because of that? thought about Jason using what you know. I'm amazed that we have on staff a former professional European professional league baseball. I don't know how you say it. He played professional ball. Did you know that? Did you know, weren't you an advisor for a like movie in like the Ukraine or something? Or like this guy has lived a lot of weird things. And here's the thing that I love about Jason. 
I don't think I've ever seen him walk into a situation, no matter how spiritual or how secular, and him not leave the place feeling like he's been on holy ground. It's just in his DNA. We had dinner with him last night, and it felt like a holy moment just hanging out in his backyard. Just because he understands that you you do what you love and you leverage it. And I love, what did you say? Yeah, he he said, I just keep looking for what's in my path. You know, the baseball opportunity was in his path. So here's, here's my prayer for us. As we head into this season of thankfulness, as we head into this Advent season, it is very easy to become consumer-minded. It is very easy for us to pull back from advancing the kingdom because we're very happy. This is family time. This is, you know, this is the time when people need the church the most. And by the church, I don't mean this space. This space could burn today and the church would still be here because I'm still here and you're still here and we don't need a building to be the church. What I'm saying is the church is needed now more than ever, meaning you are needed now more than ever. Wherever God has planted you, whether it's in a school, whether it's in construction, whether it's in helping out and volunteering, whether it's in doing all this engineering stuff that I don't know how to do and you wouldn't want or trust anything that I have my hands on with engineering. My challenge to you is to look for kingdom snapshots. The thing I love about most of these is they had very little to do with this church. And they had very little to do with a church service or singing or anything that we think of when we think, well, let's just get them here. The kingdom of heaven is come and it is advancing. And my challenge to you is wherever you are, be all there. I love that quote by Jim Elliott. Wherever you are, be all there. Live to the hilt every situation you believe to be in the will of God. Live your lives in the will of God and then live to the hilt that situation and be seed. Be exactly what God wants you to be right where you are. Don't wish that you were in a different field. Be exactly where you're supposed to be and just be open. I wonder how many things we miss because we're so focused on ourselves that we don't see the need right beside us. Just live your life and live it for God. Enjoy your passions, but enjoy them for God and leverage everything that you have and everything that you are to advance this kingdom of God that Jesus ushered in. Okay? Can we do that? If we do, I don't know that it will change how many people attend church here, but it will change the atmosphere of this city if we will live our lives in every area of Port Orange for God. Amen? Jesus, we're yours. Draw us nearer, 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 precious Lord. 
Make us so close to you and your mission that everything we see becomes an opportunity to advance your kingdom. It doesn't mean that we're going to beat people over the heads with the Bible. It means that we're going to love them the way you love them and you're going to open up opportunities for us to share and we're just going to respond. We're going to be available, we're going to be present, and we're going to respond and we're going to trust that you will bring the right people into our lives. We don't have to aggressively make awkward situations because you've put enough people in our lives right now to impact for the kingdom. And we just need to take advantage of it and leverage our lives and our passions and our skills and our jobs and our family and our workplace and our cars and our hobbies and everything for the kingdom of God. Help me to do that. Help my friends to do that. And if we do, if we can somehow catch a glimpse of what you're doing and how your kingdom is advancing, I know it will change us because you never leave things the way they are. You always make things better and you make beautiful things out of, well, out of things that are kind of broken and messed up. And I know that because you did that in my life. So Jesus, we'll we'll just respond. We love you and we pray this in your name. Amen. So on the paper I was given this morning, this is under the title of Celebration. We're here to celebrate the Lord's Supper. We've been celebrating really all morning from praising the name of Jesus, from hearing these stories of how God is at work in our community. And now we get to celebrate what Christ did for us all those years ago. So if you're here in the room and you don't already have your communion elements, they're on the back table. Go ahead, get up now, go get those. If you're worshiping online and you are not able to participate in this part of the service, uh, because you don't have grape juice and bread, let us know. Send an email. I'll put the uh, email address back up there. I'd be glad to drive to your house, leave these in a bag on your doorknob, and uh, and do that for you. Um, I haven't been here in a while, so I don't know. Are these new? So I, I just want to share the training tip I was given to you. Open the bread side first. <laughs> if you open the juice side and then try to get the bread out, it's not going to be good. So um, we're here to celebrate. We've, like I said, we've been celebrating. So go ahead and take the bread. And we will do like Jesus did on the night that he was betrayed. He took the bread, he held it up, and he said, This is my body, which will be broken for you. As often as you eat of it, remember me. Take and eat. And Jesus' cup probably didn't have a little foil wrapper over it. But the same way, he took that cup and he lifted it up and he said, Folks, this is my blood which will be shed for you. As often as you drink, remember me. Let's pray. God, thank you so much. Thank you so much for that little taste that's lingering on my lips right now. Don't let that fade. Help it be a reminder that you gave us your life, not for us, but for our world. 
Help us to go out and be active in helping people come to know you. In Jesus' name, amen. Two things, and then we're going to read our, uh, sing our benediction. Uh, the first thing is, if somebody said something to you today that perked your interest, or you thought, wow, that's something I care about too, I encourage you to find them. Maybe I haven't asked them, but maybe y'all could just kind of linger for a minute. Don't head out to Shoney's first. Um, or what? Is... Hi. Did you say 1980s? Come on, y'all. Be nice. I honestly can't think of another place except for Shoney's right now. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The second thing is, we want to provide a lunch for you for celebration, but we can't provide what we don't know about. And so, once again, we have four stations that you can handwrite. You can just bubble in what you want for your sandwich. Or we have two kiosks, and I'll be back there to kind of help people. If you'd rather just register and have it through an email, if it makes it easier for you. But we'd love to have you join us on the 14th, and we'll provide the meal if you provide the presents. CE, not TS. Just if, you, if you'll be here, um, we're, we're excited about our celebration. So that's it. Uh, will you sing with me our benediction? If you're visiting with us, we sing it every week. And if you come back more than once, you'll learn it. It's an easy tune. But I love that for the past year and a half, we've left every service singing, May your kingdom come in our hearts and in our homes. And that's what this series has been about. We've been singing it for over a year. Will you sing with me? We sing hallelujah, let your kingdom come in our hearts, in our homes. Let your will be done as we go in your name. We shout and we proclaim let your will be done in us. Have a great week. You all sounded great. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Chrissy. Thank you, Tim.